Welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio, where we are changing the way parents talk to their kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe in our rapidly changing world. You are your kid's best source of information and primary example. In these thought-provoking conversations, Robin and her guests seek to improve your relationship skills, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Now, here's your host, Robin LaCrosse. Hey everyone, welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. I'm your host, Robin LaCrosse, and today I have a very special conversation lined up for you. I'm very excited to introduce you to amazing ladies, Jannie, aka Red Roberts, and Sabrina Ersener. Alignment Essentials is a health and wellness company spanning the fitness, self-improvement, and mindfulness spaces. Everything that they do is based on the belief that we can help people lead a more empowered lifestyle. We do this by providing essential tools to help participants stay in alignment throughout their daily lives. The program consists of the Warrior Workouts, which are their fitness classes focusing on the mind-body connection, and they're designed to improve physical and mental well-being. Moving meditations are to enhance and improve emotional well-being and inspirational conversations to promote positive self-talk. With practice, participants strengthen both their mind and body, enabling them to take personal responsibility for their success, focus on what is important to them, and develop a positive approach to dealing with life. Alignment Essentials One Company Helping Make America Healthier and Warrior Workouts One America's Favorite Way to Sweat. Welcome, ladies. So glad to have you on the show today. Hey, Robin. So happy to be here. Great to be here. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, I know that you guys, you have like a, a, a fitness business, like a wellness, you know, your own little wellness empire and stuff. And so I wanted to talk about like, how that is all connected with creating the life that we want and basically making a life that we love because, you know, we only get one life and we've really seen lately how precious life and how fragile life can be. So I just really wanted to just dive into this topic with you guys today and see where we go. Awesome. Well, I think that we're definitely in sync uh, in regard to, you know, living a life that you love. And obviously that takes uh, a practice. Uh, everyone, of course, wants to be living more in joy and less not and more in love than in hate and frustration. That's kind of a no-brainer. But we really do as humans need a practice because we have so many beliefs that have been, I don't want to say put on us, but you know, we've just picked them up along the way. Sure. Mm-hmm. So whether it's like my body isn't good enough or pretty enough or my mind isn't bright enough or what have you, you know, we, we pick up these beliefs and when we do, they stay with us until we realize that they're not necessarily something that we want to live by, that that's not necessarily who we are. Mm-hmm. And so having a practice to inspire us to live our lives in love and more in a confident way so that we can really be in our own skin and feel good about that. Uh, that's that is it's a practice and a process so that's part of how this whole alignment essentials platform came to be uh, with my background in fitness and wellness we really wanted it to 
come together as more of a wellness company, not just a fitness company. Because, right. you know, that fitness industry is definitely very pretentious, if you will. There's a lot of words you could use to describe it. but It's, it's very yang. Yeah, yes. it's very yang. Exactly. It's very much about the outside and not so much about the inside. And that was always frustrating for me as I worked that uh, as a professional in the industry because, you know, we're all going to move through time. So why are we pushing against that so hard when this concept in our country of aging and, you know, tolerating, uh, particularly, and women and men go through this. I mean, men definitely don't get off the hook on this, but they experience in a different way Mm -hmm. than women do. And so my husband and I have a lot of conversations about that. But, uh, you know, we really wanted to create something, Sabrina and I, where people could really have a go-to practice to working on the discovery, first of all, of what their belief system is about themselves, their worthiness, uh, whether or not they have some true self-love going on for themselves, and how they could connect their mind and body so that they could really learn, again, to live in their own skin joyfully. Yeah, and I think it's really important. You know, the um, it's very easy for us to kind of adopt these vicious you know, dialogues with ourselves, you know, I, I've been going through this a little bit myself, you know, the, the COVID stuff, we haven't been getting out as much. I've put on some weight and, you know, I'm, summer is here and I'm like looking at myself. I'm like, oh God, I could really use to lose some pounds, you know, and just like, you know, I don't normally beat up or feel bad about my body. Like I like my body, but you know, I still have those thoughts of like, God, I really wish I could lose like 10, 15 pounds, you know, or maybe more. And yeah, it's just, it's really hard to not, you know, like not fall into that. You know, you look in the mirror like, oh, God, your butt looks so fat <laughs> or your stomach is hanging over your pants or whatever, you know. Yeah, it's true. It's those not so inspirational conversations that we have with ourselves. And so what we teach is a practice to really, first of all, allow us to become aware of what our patterns are and what kind of conversation we're having with ourselves, because then we can explore these beliefs that have, you know, kind of evolved sometimes subconsciously, not so much consciously, Mm -hmm. and then revisit that. So I think probably all of your listeners right now that heard you say that are like, yeah, me too, you know, (laughs) you know, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. And it's, you know, we really, if we could just be a little bit more forgiving with ourselves, like, okay, you know, I had to be a little bit more isolated. I'm not in my normal routine. So it's okay. You know, this won't last forever and I'll get back to where I want to be and, and, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And we go through this, whether we're delivering a baby, we have to take some time off our body changes, or we have an injury and we can't do what we're used to and our body changes a little bit. It's okay. We just, we really need to just continue to love and embrace ourselves. And I know that can be really challenging, especially if someone has taught you your whole life that you're not pretty, you're not, you know, attractive emotionally or physically, or, you know, all of these beliefs that we pick up can sometimes really create, again, that not-so-inspirational conversation. And, you know, we can kind of go down the rabbit hole with that if we're not careful. Yeah, definitely. You know, the show focuses a lot on helping parents, you know, have these conversations with their kids. And so, as parents, you know, we have these conversations or we're talking to our kids and sometimes they say these things that are, you know, self-depreciating or beating up on themselves a little bit. 
And so I wonder if you have any suggestions of like when a parent hears, you know, their child or a friend or their spouse saying these disparaging comments, you know, about themselves or to themselves to help bring, raise that awareness and maybe shift some of those patterns. Yeah, it's a really great question. So again, because all of this is coming back to thoughts, maybe the first thing would be think, just take a hard look at themselves, whether as a parent, they ever said things like that to their child, maybe unintentionally, but that started that belief so that you can kind of get at where did that belief come from? And then you can reprogram it by, you know, taking it back and teaching yourself a new belief. So maybe if it's, you know, oh man, my butt looks really big today. How about try looking in the mirror and saying, wow, I look really good today. And maybe you don't believe it at first, you know, but try that belief every day. Really try to tell yourself, I look really good today. Just to yourself, say it in Mm -hmm. the mirror. Mm -hmm. And if you don't believe your butt looks great today, okay, find something about your face that you like or find something or your foot looks great today. Okay, your foot Mm -hmm. is gaining 10 pounds. So, okay, look at your Mm -hmm. foot. If it's been in COVID, my feet are terrible right now. I really, I haven't had a pedicure and I don't even know how long. (laughs) Paint something on there and just, you know, find something to appreciate and you can start that shift. So we have two, we offer a lot of tools at Alignment Essentials to help help people shift and find more alignment. One of them is called Inspirational Conversations. Mm-hmm. It's actually a, our podcast and we'd love to have you on there too to <laughs> oh, come chat. But um, it's kind of like what this is. It's reprogramming these thoughts and you know thoughts over and over and over are then what become your beliefs. So if you can start with the words in your head create new thoughts and turn them into a new belief, you can start to turn that around over time. Yeah. And this is exactly what you do on every one of your podcasts, Robin, because you're actually teaching people to reprogram themselves about how they think about sex. Yes. And it's so important Mm -hmm. because, you know, people will say, I don't bother with that. And it's like, you're bothering with it in your life, whether you realize it or not. If you're ignoring it, you're bothering with it because mm-hmm. you're not going to be, we are human beings and you are not going to be as complete. You are not as going to be as joyful if you don't have an experience sex on some level. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be married. You may not necessarily feel like you need to experience it as frequently as others do, but it is a piece that's missing in your life. If that's not there, this is a very human thing that we need to experience. And in regard to your question, I, I think I would say to the parent what you're sharing, these beliefs that you're sharing with your children, where did they come from? Mm-hmm. I would get really real as a parent and say, why do you believe that? And you're entitled to that belief. And, and maybe that belief is really true. But I know for myself that I have discovered through this process beliefs that I adopted about things. And, you know, sex in my house when I was a kid, it wasn't really discussed. We weren't highly educated about it. But my parents had a beautiful marriage and they're still married after 65 years and they were always hugging and, you know, it was just a very healthy environment to experience. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't discouraged or ashamed about it, but I didn't, wasn't really educated about it either. I'm 58 years old. So, you know, we had a couple little classes with a few uh, rolling videos in school, you know, in in our uh, health class, not mm-hmm. even a sex education class. So, you know, I kind of had to figure it out as I went along. Yeah. And then for the child who's receiving these statements of truth from their parent that might not really be their truth, that when they hear it, 
it doesn't feel good, you know, I would simply say to that child, listen to your inner being. Just because the adult said it doesn't make it true for you. And I think for so many of us, we just, we take those statements from those grownups that we, you know, feel are, well, they must know they're the grownup. And what we start to figure out as we get older is everybody's just kind of figured it out as they go along. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. actually not only statements, but it's like whatever you're exposed to. So I, I remember when I was like in second grade and nobody talked to me about sex yet. So I went with this guy, Chris, who I thought was so cute in second grade. And we went to the public library. I don't know if people do that anymore. They probably just <laughs> pull it up on their phones. But we, we used to sit in this little aisle in the library that had the sex books and look at the pictures. And we learned all these wild and crazy terms and things. But I remember the images in the books and it like, you know, it's the same as looking at magazines and there's, they're airbrushed and people, you see things of like, what is society's image of what's pretty or what's expected or what's normal. And if you don't know anything else and you aren't the same as what's in those books or pictures, you might think, well, my feelings or the way I look or the way I'm you know, the way I'm learning something isn't normal. But so part of that too could just be like, what are you exposed to? And as a parent, you can think about if maybe your child's only seen models in magazines and that's why they think they're overweight or not beautiful or something, maybe show them that other things exist. You know, Mm -hmm. it's all about, we always talk about like, it's all about the contrast, but you have to know that the contrast exists in order to, you know, figure out where you fit along that spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, as you were talking about that, I, I've i often had the opportunity to, like, people, you know, tell me stuff, right? And I'm like, oh, wow, that really sounds like a limiting belief, you know? And so I've had opportunity to call people out on on that sort of thing and provide an opportunity for them to examine, you know, ask questions about that belief and and that sort of thing. And I think parents can also like play that role if they hear something that sounds like a limiting belief to be, you know, like ask those those questions that go a little deeper and encourage, the, you know, the person, the child, you know, whoever may be, you know, who's making that statement to explore that belief a little bit differently. It's a, it's a huge gift to be able to do that. And I don't really think, I know I wouldn't mind being called out because that's just expansion. You know, that's sometimes you just need another perspective to realize. And, you know, people are like that in a lot, on a lot of subjects. So, you know, I mentioned earlier, like not knowing that you're racist and you may really be, but you honestly don't think you are. And it's only because, you know, you grew up somewhere where maybe you weren't exposed at all. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's not that you necessarily say negative things or think bad things about people that aren't like you, but it's really important to understand intellectually what that means so that then you can monitor your thoughts and behavior patterns and go, okay, that's not who I want to be. So, you know, let me rethink my behavior patterns and I can just clear that. And it's really not that difficult to do, but sometimes we just adopt a lot. You know, we really adopt a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we do so without even thinking because it was presented to us as children, and you tend to take what adult, adults say as you know as true because they're the authority figure, and you tend to believe what they say. And so, so yeah, definitely, that's for sure. So let's take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about this stuff some more. Stay great. Tuned. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Since we're talking about making changes that will improve your life, I want to tell you a little bit about Seize the Moment. This home study course is all about creating the life you desire. So if you feel stuck, uninspired, or unmotivated, if you're not clear about what your next step is in one or more areas of your life, If you've realized that you haven't made any progress towards your dream in years, it's time to change that. Seize the Moment It's Your Life will help you find the time for the things that are most important to you. So if you're ready to finish that project, drop a few pounds, take a trip, or learn a new craft. If you're tired of making excuses and holding yourself back. If you're ready to give yourself permission to have it all, Seize the Moment It's Your Life is for you. Just go to HolisticSexEdRadio.com, sign up today for Seize the Moment, It's Your Life, It Will Change Your Life. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are, at home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey Alexa! Hey Google! Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey, everyone. We're back. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, how parents can, you know, get their footing, you know, get their own balance so that they're in a good position to help their kids, you know, find their own balance. You know, I know, you know, life is crazy when you're a kid and you're in school you've got everything from you know being part of the clique or you know to the other end of the spectrum of being you know a kid who doesn't have a lot of friends and this sort of thing and so how can parents help their kids you know feel more comfortable in their environment and you know of course everything right now with school is up in the air but some fall is coming and we expect kids will probably go back to school so what can parents do to kind of get their own balance You know, I think it's a really great question, and it's so important. The first word that comes to my mind is, well, two words, be selfish. And as a parent, that can just sound crazy. But at the end of the day, what happens to most of us is, you know, our kids are little, right? We just, when they're first born, and you're just on a treadmill, you're just trying to survive it and enjoy it as much as you possibly can. But between the sleep deprivation and everything that comes along with it, it's a very, very challenging time. And you really are in a position of just being a total giver, Mm -hmm. which is a beautiful experience. There's absolutely nothing like that. So that's great. But at some point, self-care has to be there. And so finding that balance, I I, I always think of a good friend of ours. I know she won't mind me mentioning her name is Zakia and she has five kids. And we used to joke 
over the years because she'd go, you know, I'll just go in the bathroom and try to hide for like 15 minutes. And the next thing I know, there's little fingers coming underneath the door. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I can't even, <laughs> like, she's not really using the restroom, but she's like, I just need a minute, you know? Right. Yeah. It's and like that, it's a regroup. Right. I mean, that's really what it's like. So I think it's so important to find that balance. And if you have to get up five or 10 minutes before everybody else in your household so that you can have a quiet moment, a cup of tea, pet your cat, this doesn't need to be complicated. Use a moving meditation, find some peace before you just are like, you just launch into your day and it, you know, it's going to be a marathon. That's where you can find some inner peace. And that's where I believe you can really learn to filter before you speak in front of your kids so that the stuff that you're, because you're still, you know, I can remember being about maybe 10 and realizing that my mother was like an actual person, not just my mother, like around nine or 10, like really, wait, like really looking at pictures of my mom when she was my age and going, my mom was a kid. Like she was, you know, cause you just have this image of your mom as your mom or your dad as your dad, right. or whoever that person of influence might be in your life. If you were adopted an aunt or, you know, it doesn't matter, but whoever that person is, it's like your caregiver, mm-hmm. you know, you, you just think they're just, they just exist for you. Yeah. Right. And, you know, <laughs> and I think part of that too is like a lot of times they're so busy, you know, parents are so busy in the caring that we, they don't stop to like share stories and that sort of thing. Like, like right. after my dad passed away, like I heard all these stories that would have been really cool to hear from him instead of his siblings. Right. And you start to, you know, notice as you get older, then your, your parents will start telling you those stories. But when you're younger, they're just trying to survive it all. You know, it's a lot. Right, right. When I was growing up, like the average house had four kids, um, which would, today would just is unusual when you see, you know, especially in a row, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. people would just have their like two, four, six, and eight. You know, so basically you don't have a life. You have a wonderful life, but no personal life. Right. You know, most women were the caregivers at home. The husbands were leaving yep. and going out and making the money at that time. So now both of the parents are gone a lot. So those, like you said, stories that don't always get told. So it wasn't until I was like, I don't probably eight to 10, where I started putting all the pieces together. Like these were my mom's childhood friends. And this, you know, because we lived in a very um, rural area and there just weren't a lot of people around. So she didn't have a lot of friends. And um, she didn't socialize a lot when we were little because there just wasn't time. Right. She had a few friends, but you know, these were her friends when she grew up. This was her dog. This is where she lived. Like just having all those visuals. And then as I got older, realizing, you know, wow, she raised us pretty much by herself because my dad was always gone. Her mom wasn't too close, not too far. Um, But it was interesting, you know, to become aware. So I really think as a parent, it's so important and you can just feel like, oh, I can't be that selfish. I don't have time. There's just too much on my plate. These kids need me. Well, they're going to need you less and they're going to learn that so powerful lesson that make, you know, make taking time for themselves first Mm -hmm. allows them to be more to everyone in their life. But it's like, it, it's like saving money. If you don't save some up front, there will never be any. Right. If you pay everybody else first, there won't be anything left for you. So you have to learn 
to like save your heart, you know, right? so yep. that you have that and then you can give. Yeah. Yep. And so, then, I don't mm-hmm. know. Oh, go ahead, Robin. I was just going to say, so pay yourself first, fill your own cup, you know, put your oxygen mask on, all of those savings that are basically, you know, you have to take care of yourself in order for you to really be fully present with other people. And you can really feel impossible when you're in the middle. If you, you know, if you have babies in the house or a really disruptive teenager, been there, done that, you know, it can really be hard because you're yep. really just trying to get through it, but it, it's really not an option. And then I was going to say, I don't know if this kind of takes it into a new direction, but after that first step of, of course, taking care of yourself first, also realizing that you, you can't completely control your kid. So I'm sure it's very frustrating for some parents to see these things happening, like their kid is being bullied or, you know, um, maybe seem depressed or you just, if you can't figure out what's going on, kids have different relationships with their parents. And so not every kid is necessarily going to want to tell their parents everything that's going on. And that's okay. But maybe, maybe it could be helpful. Like I'm just thinking of there, I went through a lot of things in, in middle school and high school. And I'm sure it was so frustrating for my parents because all they wanted to do was help me, but I didn't want to talk to them about it. But, but maybe you know, being able to find someone. So maybe the parent knows like, okay, it's not going to work. They're not going to hear me, but they'll hear this from someone else. Mm-hmm. You can find that person, your sister, your, you know, find an aunt, find a yes. friend, someone who, who can just get through to them that they'll listen. Because even if, even if you're saying exactly the right thing, sometimes kids are only going to hear it when they're ready and when they want to and, and recognizing that as the adult, like you can't fix everything. So all you can do is take care of yourself, do your best and, you know, be as encouraging or supportive as you can, but you also have to let your kid figure some things out when they're ready. Mm-hmm. On yeah, their own. Definitely. And I think, you know, your point too, that, kids don't always want to talk to parents. And so I think having parents line up like a set of adults, like safe adults for their care, you know, for their kids to go to and talk to. And that could be the adult setting up the relationship in advance, you know, like say maybe a, an aunt that, you know, the, the child feels connected to and say, Hey, you know, can my daughter or my son call you if they ever need to talk about stuff, you know, that kind of stuff. Can I just like give them your phone number of course you can you know that sort of thing and you know let the child know it's like well if you ever don't if you have something you need to share and you're not ready to share it with me or you don't want to talk to me you know here's a list of people that are safe and you know they won't tell me it's your confidence you know but I know that these people are safe and they they have your best interests at heart you know yeah really helpful for kids and not to go you know down a dark path but I think also the adults you know when you're really tired Mm-hmm. I'm literally physically exhausted. You just also have to be really careful, you know, who you allow into your children's lives. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love the idea of just phone calls. Mm-hmm. You know, it's safe. Like you said, you never have to worry because you just do as a, as a parent. You just are always thinking about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's also belief systems that have been pushed onto us. When I grew up, the entire community raised us all we know no 
you know, we rotated around the neighborhood houses just so our, I think all the moms were like, it was a conspiracy so they could all survive it, you know? Yeah, that right. way they all got an hour, you know, <laughs> peace and quiet. But it was just different. You know, we were told after school to just go play, be home by dark. When the porch light's on, you need to be home kind of thing. It was just, I don't know that it was really a safer world, but we all believed it was, so it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you just didn't have as many stories of unsafe situations. So for many parents that might be concerned about that, you know, you could still do it. It would be completely safe to because we have technology now. So these kids can Zoom, they can FaceTime with their mentor, if you will. And it's so good for kids to have mentors. Sometimes teachers can be that. And with all of this happening now, I think that's really been expanded. So it's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mentorship, I think, is really great. And having, you know, a few positive adult influences in a child's life is huge. You know, like the Big Brother Sister program is built on that premise. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like there's there's a lot of value into having um, those those conversations um, with kids. And I actually, I was watching a YouTube uh, recently with um, by Ron Fritz, and he did this whole piece on initiation rituals. Like, and what he did was he grew, gathered together a group of like elders or, you know, like trusted male companions for, you know, like for his son and, a group of you know trusted female companions for his daughter and they would like get together and so for the boy what they did was they you know went out for a hike and so every you know each of the adult men you know like they went on the hike after five minutes one would stop the rest would keep going and after five minutes another one would stop the rest keep going and so every five minutes there was another man and so then they started out, the boy started out walking down the trail, talking to the first man at the five minute mark, he meets up with the next one. And then the next man, you know, takes him and gives him his, you know, best words of wisdom, you know, this kind of thing. And so it was like this whole, like, like celebration of coming of age. And then for the girls, they did it more of a, like a circle environment, you know, because men, women, girls, boys, we we Mm -hmm. relate in different ways. And so I thought it was just a really beautiful example. And I'm trying to get him to come on my show, but I haven't had had opportunity to make connection with him yet. But I'd love to talk more about that because I just love the idea. Like just these, you know, having these mentors in the kids' lives is so impactful. I just love that idea. I would have loved to have had that. I definitely created that for myself as I got older in my life, you know, and I've always really loved having mentors and just learned so much from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would have been amazing. I did, I did have some as a child, don't get me wrong, but that's just a really cool, I just love that whole story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just really powerful. And it's, it's a conscious creation of that too you know like there was thought that went into that and so selecting the people and this kind of thing and and i i just really love you know being conscious about the things that we do whether it's you know celebrating you know our child's induction into adulthood or whether it's our own personal rituals or whether you know just whatever the case may be you know it's like i just I appreciate all that sort of thing. So it's it's very very important. I think for all of us as human beings, we need that. That's compassion. It's empathy. It's understanding. We feel just better generally about ourselves, particularly when we're younger. But I don't think that really stops because we all struggle as we go along. Yeah. Uh, so, but having a foundation like that early in life, wow. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you, you know, can you imagine like, you know, it's like you have say a dozen adult men who, you know, spent five minutes with you giving you your best advice, you know, kind of thing. And then you know that, you know, that now you have a personal relationship with this person, which you probably did anyway, but now, you know, you have this private, you know, connection with that person. And then as you're going through life, you know, maybe this person gave you some great relationship advice. And, you know, now you've implemented that and you're like, hmm, I have this other problem. I wonder what this person would, you know, think about this. And so it creates Uh, a resource for you going forward and you, you know, have this community of elders that you can tap for wisdom. And I just think that's amazing, you know. It really is. And that's bound to have a huge impact on what kind of conversation you're having with yourself throughout the day. Mm -hmm. That's going to generate a more inspirational conversation, and, you know, a lesser, not so inspirational conversation because you're hearing words of truth. And I think we all as children know we're good, we're deserving, we're worthy, all of that, but we unlearn it. Mm-hmm. And so that would really bring that back and allow us to have more of that inspirational conversation, understand at an earlier age that when people are suffering, they can pass on that not so great energy, whether mm-hmm. it's verbal or not. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, in, it's not because we're not good. It's because they're struggling. And, uh, you know, that's a game changer when you're a kid because it is when you're an adult too. Most of us don't get to find that stuff out until later. Yep. So if we could learn that earlier, that when adults behave that way, that makes us, leaves us feeling not good at all about ourselves it has nothing to do with us. It's really just them dealing with their crap. Yep. I also yep. love the idea of having a team, like, you know, 12 people or however many people, because mm-hmm. it's like, if you think about it, if you have, you know, a team of doctors, you know, like mm-hmm. you have your chiropractor, you have your regular doctor, you have your gynecologist, you have your, what, you know, there are certain ones that you're more comfortable asking certain questions or some have expertise in different things. And so if you have this team, then you can decide. It's just very empowering. And, and mm-hmm. I, you know, really kind of just makes the whole thing, you'd have more confidence and just be less nervous about it because it's like, okay, I feel really comfortable asking this person about this. Maybe you completely love all the other 11, but you're just not as comfortable for whatever reason talking about that specific problem. This way, it gives you these options so you can go to who you need to for whatever specific right. problem or issue it is. Yeah, like Auntie Robin knows a lot about sex. Yep. <laughs> She's your go-to girl. It's huge. I love that. Yeah. It really is true. And different uh-huh. energies, different people, you know, and you just feel safe on that subject. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, and they say that, you know, quote unquote, they say that you are like the sum of the five people that you hang out with the most, you know, and it's like that energetic piece, you know, when you surround yourself with good people who are striving for great things in life, you know, that their energy is going to help lift you up. Whereas if you're hanging out with people who are, you know, say, for example, in the throes of addiction and are, you know, basically on their downward spiral. It's like, it's very hard not to get caught up in that and drag down too, you know? So it's like, 
who you surround yourself with matters. And by bringing in your council of elders, you know, to introduce to your child, you're also showing your child who you surround yourself with and who, you know, the types of people who you find valuable in your life. And so I think it's a great example. It's huge. You know, another thing I just thought of that could really segue for kids. Let's let's take a quick commercial break and we'll follow up on that thought when we come back. Perfect. All right. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Since we're talking about making changes that will improve your life, I want to tell you a little bit about Seize the Moment. This home study course is all about creating the life you desire. So if you feel stuck, uninspired, or unmotivated, if you're not clear about what your next step is in one or more areas of your life, if you've realized that you haven't made any progress towards your dream in years, it's time to change that. Seize the Moment, It's Your Life will help you find the time for the things that are most important to you. So if you're ready to finish that project, drop a few pounds, take a trip, or learn a new craft, if you're tired of making excuses and holding yourself back, if you're ready to give yourself permission to have it all, seize the moment, it's your life is for you. Just go to holisticsexedradio.com, sign up today for Seize the Moment, It's Your Life. It will change your life. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are, at home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey, everyone. We're back. Red, you can finish your thought. Absolutely. No worries. <laughs> I got really excited so quickly before I forget, right? Um, but it could really segue for kids. If they don't have any real spiritual connection in their life, uh, you know, this could really enable them to start to tap into that. Because now they've got these elders, and I love that word that you used, Robin, because that's really what it's all about. They just have more experience. They're not smarter. They're not more than you are. They've just been living longer. Yep. So they, they're going to have a little bit more experience and have a better understanding. It doesn't mean they know what's right for you, but they can share with you some ideas of what might be. And this, I think, really uh, enables uh, an adult or a child to start to happen to their inner voice, like their inner being that can really guide them and how they can build that trust to know that they know what's right and wrong. They know what is right for them and they can, you know, start to really trust that intuition and, and get to know that side of themselves. Because for so many of us, that might not be brought into our lives and we might not think that we really know much about anything in regard to what's best for us, that we have to go outside of ourselves to find those answers. And it's so important to know really first, listen to what you think. And then when you go to that elder, 
try to articulate that. This is how I'm feeling about this. This is what I'm thinking about it before you start adopting their beliefs on the subject. I think it'd be really important for the elder to want to know first what's on your heart. Mm-hmm. And then they can, because uh, for me, I would take that on as a really important role. And I wouldn't want to put my belief system on another human, child or adult. Mm-hmm. I'd be more apt to really want to ask questions and then say, you know, I'm not sure if this would be right for you, but I can tell you in my experience, you know, this is what I've found to be true. Right. And then it encourages them to have their own belief system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And, and kids can also, oh, sorry. Go, no, go for it. Go ahead. Pick their own, you know, mentors and elders and advisors because maybe their parents don't know everyone who would end up being the greatest mentor in the world for them. So you can always, I mean, I was always very close with certain teachers growing up or, you know, just like coaches, but that was because I created those relationships mm-hmm. by just by the connections that we had. So if a, if someone, you know, if a teacher is so inspiring to you, tell them that and you can build those relationships on your own too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I love what you were saying earlier too, Red, um, about like tapping into the inner voice and desires, knowing yourself. And, you know, that brings me to that whole piece of, you know, childhood is a really wonderful time for exploring a wide variety of things so that you can figure out what you really like and enjoy. And, And I think that's a really important piece to like connecting to your joy and finding your passion in life. And, you know, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? You know, that, those kinds of questions. And so I think, you know, encouraging behaviors or thought processes that help kids figure that out, I think is so powerful. And don't try to figure it out for them. Oh, no. You You know, as a parent, you're like, you catch yourself saying things you never thought you would say, you know, like, I know what's best for you. No, I don't. I don't have a clue what's best for you. You know, I, it's just you catch yourself saying things and um, nobody wants to be a bad parent. But, you know, you, you have your stuff that you've picked up along the way. And so really just giving your kids space to figure out, you know, who they are, have that subtle, soft influence but without pushing your belief systems on them. Mm-hmm. That's tricky. Mm-hmm. That's really tricky, especially if you've had stuff pounded into your head your whole life. Like, we don't talk about sex in this house. Right. That's a bad word. And even if you don't say it's a bad word, your energy around it makes your kids go, oh, God. Yeah, we're not going to talk them about this with her. <laughs> Or yeah. him. Yeah. And uh-huh. I don't think my parents ever thought it was a bad thing. I just think they didn't ever have anybody talk to them about it. And so they didn't think it was necessary to talk to us about it. I really think that's all it was. Right. You know, as an adult, I talked to my mom about it all the time. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we just didn't. And right. uh, that was nobody told them and they just figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it was all about. You know, and it's a different time. You know, and people got married a lot younger. You know, there wasn't as many relationships, you know, that people necessarily cycled through, you know, you might have found your, 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 your heartthrob when you were in high school and you got married, you know, kind of thing. And these days, you know, relationships tend to be 
more fleeting. And, you know, there's, there's a whole different set of rules when it comes to dating and this kind of stuff. And so, yeah. Um, so I would really love to talk more about like helping parents, you know, connect to their joy and their passion. And because I think that's a really important thing for children to see, you know, parents connecting and engaging in whether it's hobbies or things travel or, you know, things that they enjoy to, you know, I don't know. I just think it's important to, for kids to see that. I think it's tremendously important. And, yeah. you know, your kids will say things to you because I did it. At least I said it to my parents. You know, like, what about me? What do you mean you're going on vacation? Mm-hmm. And, you know, my parents always did this thing where whenever they went on vacation and they always did, it wasn't a big, you know, they didn't have a lot of money to do big things, but they always brought us back something. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't something expensive, but there was always a, a little gift, you know? Mm-hmm. And of course, they're thinking about us while they're gone, but not that much. You know, we wanted them right. to believe they were, but they were having their break. Yes. And so, you know, I would say it's so important for your, I mean, extremely important for your kids to see you be selfish. Because all you're saying to them is, I matter. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to have that conversation with them. Don't you need to have fun? Don't you need to play? So do I. Just yeah. because I'm a grown-up, just because I'm your mom, doesn't mean I don't need to just go have fun with my friends. All right. Like, what's on you your know? bucket list? What are the things that you're, you know, like you want to do, you know, in your life, you know? like. <laughs> and people stop asking themselves those questions. Yeah. So, in, in our experience, people will kind of, as adults, stop dreaming. They'll start dr- stop dreaming for themselves and start dreaming for their children. Mm-hmm. And their dreams just kind of get pushed aside in their mind for a while. But what can happen often, more often than not, is it's kind of forever right. unless they address that. So I know with our adult retreats, we do kids camps as well. But the adults are all about the escape. I right. mean, they just want to go to a camp where they don't have to put makeup on. They don't have to use a blow dryer. They can get dirty. They just want to have fun, have a few beverages, chill out, play. They just want to play without their kids watching. Right. So we take them where there's no cell service. So there's no evidence <laughs> of anything, you know, <laughs> and, and they can just play. And I remember years ago, I worked at, um, a camp like that for adults where the adults, you know, it was a total getaway. And it was, you know, I was just there to instruct certain sessions, Mm -hmm. but I had a real aha moment. I I knew I'm going to do this kind of thing. I'm going to create retreats for adults because this is so fun. Mine would be different, Mm -hmm. which is fine. Uh, But I loved um, uh, what Tammy, this particular woman was doing. And, you know, whether they were doing obstacle courses, but theirs were like, you know, slip sliding through whipped cream and, you know, just really playful, playful things. Having a DJ come into the gym and just freestyle everybody, you know, all of those kinds of things. So important. Mm-hmm. And you, you might think, yeah, it all sounds good, but I don't have the time. I don't have the money. My kids have all these sports. I can't get away on the taxi driver. It all goes back to if you are always giving and never receiving, you will burn out. Yeah. It's just human nature. You will not be as good of a giver if your tank's empty. Yep. And you know, and if you decide that I am going to go to on this trip, somebody will figure out how to get your kids to the game to practice or whatever. Like 
the, the community, whether it's your spouse, your family, your partner, you know, whoever, your parents, the neighbor, somebody, somewhere, you'll figure it out. Everybody will live. <laughs> yeah. Everybody will be okay. Yep. House will be the best when you get home, but you would have been cleaning it the whole time you didn't leave anyway. So yep. what difference mm-hmm. does it make? Life yep. is messy, you yep. know? A life well lived, yes, does get messy. <laughs> we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to uh, close things up, and we have a surprise for everybody. So we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Since we're talking about making changes that will improve your life, I want to tell you a little bit about Seize the Moment. This home study course is all about creating the life you desire. So if you feel stuck, uninspired, or unmotivated, if you're not clear about what your next step is in one or more areas of your life, If you've realized that you haven't made any progress towards your dream in years, it's time to change that. Seize the Moment It's Your Life will help you find the time for the things that are most important to you. So if you're ready to finish that project, drop a few pounds, take a trip, or learn a new craft, if you're tired of making excuses and holding yourself back, if you're ready to give yourself permission to have it all, Seize the Moment It's Your Life is for you. Just go to HolisticSexEdRadio.com, sign up today for Seize the Moment, It's Your Life, It Will Change Your Life. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are, at home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at holisticsexedradio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. So ladies, let's talk about like an easy place for parents to start as far as like getting grounded, you know, starting their self-love practice. um, And maybe is that something that they could bring their kids into also? Great question. And yes, uh, the first thing that comes to mind for us would be something that a tool that we offered called moving meditations. Mm -hmm. And this is something that takes two to three minutes, Mm -hmm. uh, starting with the moving meditation for self-love. So moving meditations are something that we use to quiet the mind and connect the mind and body that we Mm -hmm. can do anywhere quickly. And they're movement that's set to music. Very simple movement. Anybody can do it. It's not like choreography. It's just very simple movement, a little bit of breath work. It's not real woo-woo. You know, Mm -hmm. you'll have fun with it. It'll put a smile on your face and it'll just allow you to reset. So when you just start to feel yourself, you know, going down the rabbit hole or what have you, or you just want to take that first step to start in, you know, setting your intention for your own Mm self-care, this would be a great place to start. Yeah, so if you go to our website, alignmentessentials.com slash love, you'll find the moving meditation for self-love there. And these are, just to be clear, they're videos. So you just pull up the video and you do it right with the video and they're two to three minutes long. Yeah, we'd love for everyone to have that gift. That's just a free gift that can just, you know, start to help you get into that place of self-care. 
Yep. And as far as kids doing it, they can totally do that video right with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All those families that work that practice together. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, you know, I do a little bit of moving meditation myself, which I haven't tried yours yet. So I'm going to look forward to doing that. But uh, I, you know, I just like to close my eyes, listen, do what they're telling me to do. And it's, it's very grounding and calming. And I really appreciate, you know, those types of practices, you know, I have a hard time sitting still and like making the time to actually quote unquote meditate. But if I incorporate some movement into it, I'm more likely to get it done. So that's really yeah, cool. And, and moving meditations are cool. We have over 40 different feelings. So each one is based on a different feeling or emotion. We're just doing the self-love one to start with here, but we have over 40. And so when you use them, you can actually really use them to shift how you're feeling from, you know, anything you can shift from anger, move to frustration, move to forgiveness, move to acceptance, move to Love, move to self-love if you want to work that whole practice. But so, yeah, they're all available. Sure, because if you're in a place of anger, and I'm sure people can relate to that because we've all been through that, you, you just can't jump to love or joy. It's too far away. Right. So you've got to kind of make your way there. Or, be, be easy about it. Just be gentle with yourself and just try to find a little relief. And so that moving meditation, it, it very quickly will help you find a little bit of relief. And with practice, you'll be able to move there very quickly. Yeah. And one quick tip for when you're using these moving meditations is to try to really feel that emotion before you do that moving meditation, because then your brain will start to really connect the movement to the music, to the feeling. So for example, we have this one for self-love. We talked earlier on this podcast about, you know, maybe I gained a little weight during this COVID time and I'm not loving my butt right now. Okay, so find something that you do love about yourself, anything. It can be so tiny. I love that I'm kind. Like, it doesn't even have to be about how you look. But think of that when you do this moving meditation for self-love. Practice it once a day for a week, two minutes a day for one week. And we promise you'll start to feel that mind-body connection and you'll start to really feel more self-love. Right, because let's say you are like in your living room and you're having an argument with your teenager and they're like, you're not worth loving. I don't love you. I hate you. What do you do with that? That's pretty common to say. I hate you. (laughs) I mean, I can look at my stepdaughter and go, who are you? Where's my child? And how'd you get my house? Like, you know, I don't even recognize who you are. And so that can be like a little bit of a stab in the heart, you know, so you can understand that they are where they are dealing with their stuff. It has nothing to do with you. Be able to take that step back, do your own self-love and just realize, you know, and, and the other way around as well. So if you're the teenager and, you know, your parent is giving you that really abrasive, you know, you're not worth loving right now. You're being really, really rude. You're being really mean. You're being really disrespectful. You're being blah, blah, blah. I didn't raise you to act like this. You know, we all say some of this stuff. It comes Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. And that child can also understand, okay, this timing was bad. (laughs) This was not the time to have this conversation. I can back this up and I can do my self-love. And then maybe I can come back into this room with my parent and have a better conversation. Because the minute those words cross your lips, regardless of which side you're on, you don't feel better. You feel worse. Yeah, for sure. And as you're just saying that, you know, I've had friends who have told me stories of like when they were growing up and they've had 
you know, um, instances where out of anger or whatever, parents have lashed out and be like, oh, I wish blah, 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 I never had you or, you know, like those kinds of hurtful things. And so as you were talking about that, I was like, oh, I bet you could use something like this to go back and kind of reprogram or heal some of those hurts that you experienced yourself as a child growing up. And that way you can kind of address that as you're addressing your own child, you know. (laughs) You pretty much just nailed that. Yep. I mean, that is exactly what our subscribers do. They are, um, and we do, we are all using this to reprogram ourselves into a belief system on a regular basis because we continue to pick up that energy of other people's beliefs to just continually reprogram and come back to our peace. Yep. And it, mm-hmm. uh, this is such a great way to end because it ties right back to the beginning. It all goes back to figuring out first what are those beliefs? You may not even know you had them. So first you have to understand the belief. Where did it come from? Put a name to it, a word, you know, you have to identify what it is. And then, yeah, a lot of times you're working through acceptance and forgiveness and you have to kind of work through the steps before you can just get to total love or self-love. There's a lot of stuff that has to go away first. All right. All right. You have to work through it and integrate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, it's been really a pleasure having both of you on the show today. It's been a great conversation. Thanks, Thanks for, having for having us. This was so much fun. We're going to keep listening. We're getting great tips from your podcast. We love oh, it. Oh, <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. I'm glad you're enjoying it. You know, it's it's always been a pleasure for me. I enjoy doing the interviews, you know, so well, you're assisting have these conversations. Yeah, you're assisting Sabrina in lining up that perfect partner. So <laughs> anyone <obvious>. listening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're looking for those conscious men. Yes, yep, there's yep. definitely a shortage of them. Yes. <laughs> and if you if you don't know what that means, listen to uh, Justin Garrick's episode, "The Evolved Masculine." These are the types of men that we're throwing out the net for. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Thanks well, thank again. you so much. It's thank been a, lo- a real pleasure. Thanks for listening, everybody. Today. Bye bye. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us today. While these conversations may be difficult at times, the rewards are well worth it. We have the power to change the world by what we teach our kids. Join host Robin LaCrosse next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another thought-provoking conversation. Thank you and have a beautiful day.